Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Really a playoff victory. Talk Recorded live. Beep, beep, beep. What's that, what's that sound? It's it's not a garbage truck backing up. No, it appears to be a wild um, backing up into the playoffs like usual. That's why that. That noise was so familiar to you, I'm sure. Um, hi, everyone. This is Mason with the, the Five Minute Major. Uh, tonight we are without esteemed, um, typical host of uh, Nick in New York. He's on assignment, um, whatever that means for him. Why do you, say, why do you always say that? He's drunk. Just, just be honest. He's drunk. He will, probably by now he's traveling, right? Work travel. That means. You know, hotel lobby, and then, you know, after party in the hotel lobby, that sort of thing. So um, hopefully he's behaving uh, wherever he, wherever his work has taken him. Um, that was Mike Berg, as you heard. Uh, Mike Berg, how are you doing? I'm not nearly drunk enough right now for this fucking thing. But are you trying? I am, believe me, I'm fucking trying. <laughs> trying and failing, just like the team. And then, of course, without Nick, but with Mike, we have Doubles. Doubles, how are you doing tonight? What? What do you want? What? What? We all had to wake Doubles up for this, so everyone be nice, uh, especially me. Um, but, yeah, let's bring back our our uh, main topic of the night. You know, we're backing in. But I guess, you know, before we can really talk about that, let's talk about how we've been backing in. Mike, uh, what did you think of yesterday's game? And there are no punches. Uh, you know, I'm going to be on an island here, and, and I'm okay with that. I, I, I don't think the Wild just completely shit the bed last night. Uh, you know, a lot of people were saying there was no effort there. I thought they actually – they were not lethargic like we saw against Ottawa. They weren't um, playing like a bunch of – fucking mini mites like they did against Detroit. They actually looked like they were trying to put some effort into the game. Uh, but you could tell that Winnipeg just wanted it more. Uh, Winnipeg clearly enjoys playing spoiler right now. And, uh, you know, the Wild, you know, what they, they didn't shit the bed, but they, they half-assed it. And, and you can't half-ass it. <laughs> they uh, half-shit the bed? Which half of the bed did they shit? Well, their half, of course. Right. The one that has shit their wives' half. Uh, I'm going to call horseshit because what the fuck is this team doing if they, you know, so they didn't, they didn't mail it in. Good, good job. Moral victory time with two games left. They, right. uh, yeah, that's pointless. I mean, they're, they, like I said, I mean, it looked like they were, they were at least trying a little bit, but you know, they, they, they put half the effort they needed to into it and that, it's right. still unacceptable and it still doesn't get us anywhere. They, you know, it, it was completely it was completely inadequate for the situation. Um, right. You know, certainly a game they could have, you know, if if they would have been, you know, playing their bags off and, and actually been trying the whole game, then, yeah, I'd, I'd say I'm impressed. But, you know, they, they'd try for a little bit, and then they'd, then they'd let Winnipeg back in. 
So it wasn't the complete bed shitting that we've seen before, but it, it still wasn't nearly enough to, to get, you know, to, to win the game. But I, I, it's, it almost seems worse to me now that they're trying, you know, the, it sounds like they tried a little bit and, you know, when it matters the most, when they're playing a, a, a you know, cellar dweller like uh, Winnipeg in order to ensure their playoff, their playoff appearance, they still put in a half-ass effort. That's brutal. Like, um, like this, this is, yeah. I mean, you already said it, it's unacceptable. What can we do about this? <laughs> um, what are we, what are we going to expect out of this? Um, Douglas, do you have anything to add to this, uh, the circus that we're seeing? Just let's just start the playoffs so we can. <laughs> they haven't made uh, the playoffs yet to start them. Well, the it, fact that they are, you know, still battling this thing out after what game 80 or whatever it is, that they're still battling this thing out with Colorado. Colorado is terrible, and especially on defense. My Lord, that their defensive corpse is one of the worst I've ever seen, and uh, I guess corpse is probably the operative word there. <laughs> corpse. Well done. I see what you did there. So let's let's talk more about the, the manner in which they are I mean, I, they're not even backing in right now because they they got to get into to have backed into the playoffs. They rattled off six straight wins, and ever since they, you know, that that uh, that game, they've they've lost three in a row. Just said, seal it up, Jesus Christ! They could have gotten a couple ties in those three games and and have sealed the deal, I believe. But um, what the fuck? Like, what do we have to do here to? to instill in this team that you do not back into the playoffs and expect expect to play many more games. And yeah, I know the last couple of series they've they've kind of done the same thing and they they actually had some success, but but man, I mean, it it can't last. Like what, what do you guys think? Why what what happened um to go 6 in a row and then 3 in a row? Well, part of it is Jared Spurgeon being injured right now. Um that said, that is an unacceptable excuse. Um, you know, good teams will lose a key player and keep going. Uh, mm-hmm. Bubble teams, marginal teams will lose a key, key player and they'll lose their fucking minds and they don't know what they're doing next. That's a good point. Uh, I mean, they lost they lost Spurgeon, what, like halfway through or at least, uh, you know, maybe even in the first period of the Ottawa game. I only remember this because I got to see that game live and uh, recorded live. Um, and but then they've you know lost two more. I mean, it seems like I don't know. That's a lot of losing hockey just from from one defender. What else is happening? Mm-hmm. I remember I remember that they lost Spurgeon as a result of Jason Pominville's second giveaway on his mm-hmm. second shift uh, Thursday night against Ottawa, um, which happened approximately four minutes into the game. Not that I was keeping track of Jason Pominville's propensity to give the puck away and be soft on it on Thursday night. The, uh, well, that's a lot of tracking, though. Well, <laughs> Lord above, I couldn't help but notice. Anybody well, notice anything else when Spurgeon was taken back to the locker room in the in the hallway there? Something about being as hairless as a Ken doll? <laughs> I'm not touching that one. <laughs> You're not touching that hairless Ken doll? No. God, you make it too uh, easy. Well, consider this. Uh, Charlie Coyle, zero points in five games. Nima Niederreiter, zero points in three games. Jason Zucker, zero points in six games. Um, let's see. Who else do we have here? 
David Jones, zero points in six games. Uh, I know Justin Fontaine hasn't been putting anything up lately. Uh, really, Fontaine, zero in four games. I mean, really, Parisi has been putting points on the board lately, and so has Granlin, and that's it. Um, you know, yeah, the littlest guy on the team. Okay, sir. He's the one that's scored <laughs> against, against uh, the Jets. Um, you know, so that says something. I mean, you know, the, the, the littlest guy on the team who, who gives the puck up, you know, just when someone looks at him wrong, he's Dude, the guy who's scoring right now. Um, you know, they're, they're just nobody on this team is, is going right now. Nobody is, you know, putting in is is getting a lot of points right now and whether this is a you know a result of their shitty play or the reason for their shitty play it's certainly a factor here i think doubles tell me this like how many fucking ex-captains does a team need to have in order to motivate their players they already they already they already demoted motivated their first their coach out of a play or out of a position and then they start playing well for a different coach, and they're still they're still not able just to get each other going. Um, is it a character thing? I think it's a character thing because that's the only kind of theme that we've seen all year. Tell you what, if I had the answer to that question, I'd be coaching the Minnesota more, Wild. <laughs> be a heck of a lot more uh, wealthier than, than than I am now, which is to say, not at all. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I, I think over the last three games, I, I think there's there's a there's there's a lack of heart in the locker room, and and I secretly hate myself for saying that, but I I really think that's what's going on right now. It's, I think a lot of people secretly hate saying that because you know that's shitty. That's worse than like you know getting handcuffed by a contract situation or whatever. If like you have players that don't give a shit, like when. When they can decide when and when not to give a shit, I think that's worse than any other kind of obstacle uh, in in a team's path. Um, but yeah, I, I mean that's that's pretty much it. That's just that's just shitty if if that's the case. But let's hope not, right? Um, they, I mean, look, just, look at the Ottawa game. I mean, there there was absolutely no effort in that game. Yeah, and you you could tell those guys could not give less of a fuck what was going on in that game. It was the the previous game was the emotional uh, the emotional win the, the sixth win in a row and everything looked fine and gravy and ever since then it's been it's been nothing right I mean that's you don't even need to see the games to see that that's the case yeah Bruno well when we uh, let's transition hopefully to brighter news uh, like the next few games or next two games rather that's all we have left uh, in order to truly back into the playoffs. Uh, again, we kind of have to actually back into the playoffs to, to back into the playoffs. So how are we going to do it? What, what, what do the next two games look like? Doubles, what you got? Uh, we got uh, Tuesday night, Brent Burns, who leads all NHL defensemen and goals with 27. And hair. Uh, and the Lord. And, and this and, guy. And facial hair and tattoos <laughs> and uh, amphibians uh, owned. Um and, and a reptile. Reptile, thank you. That's a better word for it. I'm sure he's got plenty of amphibians too. So the sharks, uh, sharks come in tomorrow night at the XL, and then Saturday night the season finale. How would this be? The Saturday night season finale yep. against the Calgary Flames at the X, 
6 o'clock, which the 6 o'clock start uh, infers to me that that is a hockey night in Canada national game. Uh, sure. How would that be if uh, if Nicholas Backstrom uh, closes the door on uh, the Wild playoff hopes this year? How frightening is it that they've let it come down to that? Speaking of of whom, when last we spoke, you know, it was a, he had played, he gotten a couple games under his uh, belt in in Calgary, and maybe I think even his his win. Anybody have an idea of how well he's been playing? What the likelihood is that he might actually get to start, aside from the intangibles of him facing Minnesota again? Because he didn't play that well last time he was here. So, anybody got a line on Backy? No, yeah, but it's just not very. It'd good. be fun. It would be fun <laughs> if they threw him in there just to see what happens. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, they, what else do they have to lose, right? Yeah, he's he's one and two. Uh, 4.17 goals against and six save percentage. Oh I mean, God. Yeah, that's that, got to be uh, – that's rough. Yeah, he's, he's still got plenty left in the tank, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a spring buck over there. Jesus. Um, well, yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, it's not like the Flames have anything to lose to, to not try to be a, you know, a, a bastard to old Northwest Division rival Minnesota Wild, especially with their own – you know, uh, best goalie in franchise history. Um, I, I hope it happens. I hope I hope he plays anyway, and then it should be real interesting too. Um, real, real interesting, uh, depending on what happens over the next two games, including uh, Colorado's last three and Minnesota's last two. Uh, speaking of which, I mean, I mean, we're already talking about what if, what if, but are you guys worried? What kind of danger are are you guys sensing in these these last? two games. Mike, what do you think? Well, they'll make the playoffs because Colorado is fucking Colorado. I mean, they're, I mean, that, that's just a shit show. Um, it's, and, and this, it, this, this, this is how the wild season is. This, I think, is emblematic of, of the wild season. The wild are not even nearly as good of a shit show as Colorado is. Um, because you know, Patrick Waugh is just a lunatic uh, with the on behind the bench, um, and yet somehow he continues to be employed there. Uh, Colorado, they're they're. I find it highly unlikely that they're going to be able to pull it out. They play, you know, they play at Nashville. Um, Nashville's, I mean, Nashville's locked in. They're they're not going to move up. They're not going to move down. So I, I got to think Nashville's coasting right now. Um, I also think that Dallas is probably going to be putting a lot of effort into closing out the central division. So I think Dallas still gives a damn right now because they're going to want to win the division uh, and get that number one seed. Um, and then they, they play Anaheim and Anaheim is going to want to, Anaheim's going to be pushing because they're going to want to try to uh, win their, win the Pacific division too. So they've got right. two very tough games coming up on, you know, I, like I said, Colorado might be, or Nashville might be kind of a, a walk for them, but uh, I really don't see Colorado putting up, you know, basically Colorado's going to have to win out and the Wilder almost going to have to lose out for uh, the Wilder to make the playoffs. So they'll make the playoffs and then we'll get to see if they can knock off a division champion for the third year in a row. So Dubs, let's say they make the playoffs. Let's say they they let's say let's say, let's give them a benefit of the doubt. Let's say that they win the, their last two games. The Wild that is, that would mean over uh, the the last eleven games of the season they actually went eight and three. 
Um, if we look back on this, and are we going to are we going to you know, just look at the fact that they went eight and three and made it into the playoffs and and feel good about it, or what are we feeling if even if we win the next two games, what's our confidence like? What's your confidence like heading into the playoffs with that kind of a uh, last uh, stretch? Uh, well, I kind of beat this to death lately, but we're 80 games into this season. I have no earthly idea who or what this team is. I, if if they do get into the playoffs, regardless of who they play, I'm not going to be surprised if they get swept in four games. I'm not going to be surprised if they sweep in four games. I, I have no idea <laughs> what they are. <laughs> Shit, dude, we've been we've been asking, wondering that same thing for the last 240 games, let alone 80 games. Who the fuck is this team? Um, I don't think anybody knows. Um, yeah, so I, I think you're right. I mean, it's just it's just too weird, too weird of a team to really. No one, you know, I've always said no one tells the wild how to play. And uh, we're certainly not going to start now, um, but hopefully they're they get their heads out of their asses and and um, and actually make us forget these last three games uh, heading into the playoffs because I think we all need some hope, right? Uh, anything to add as far as danger and the the, the rest of the schedule here, guys? You know, no, I, I I'm I'm with Bergie that I feel considerably more comfortable saying the Wild is in, knowing that they're going up against the Avalanche for that last spot. Um, I do find it interesting that last year, what was it? Was it did it take 95 points to get into the playoffs last year? 94, 95 points. And, uh, you know, this year... It might be 90 at most. 89 get you in. Oh, my God. That's pathetic. Um, I think, right? That's pathetic. Um, still interesting I think, to doesn't know. That mean, the, doesn't that mean there's still, a lot of top-heavy teams, and then it just stratifies uh, for the rest of the way? Yeah, but it's still interesting to note that for, um, I believe this is the third year uh, of realignment, and for the third year in a row, the Central will have um, both of the wild-card teams. Yep. Yep. Real real good to point out. And I think we kind of knew that going into the season, too, that five teams from the Central were, were going to make it, uh, and it's looking, well, certainly it's going to be that way again. Um, so, yeah, so, we, we we originally thought that Winnipeg would be competitive this year. That's I mean, true. We were thinking there'd be six teams coming out of the Central that were going to be tough to there would be tough competition. And if Winnipeg actually you know had some stones this year, then there's a very good chance the Wild would be on the outside looking in right now. For sure, that's a great point. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I I totally remember that we we're going to say six teams could be competing. Obviously, only five could get in. And we were pretty worried, actually, at the beginning of the season before their goalie went down, I believe, that uh, Winnipeg was actually playing really well and at many times better than the Wild. No surprise there, I guess. Um, but speaking of danger, uh, what if, let's go the other way, what if they don't win the next two games? What if they lose the games? And somehow Colorado gets into the playoffs, uh, probably by the hands of Nicholas Backstrom and goal on that Saturday night. What happens to this team, more specifically, what happens to the torch? Mike, what do you think? Well, I, I think there's I think there's probably a 25% chance the torch is the coach next year either way. If if they lose out and they miss the playoffs, then I'd put that closer to 0.0%. Um, I think even if he does get him into the playoffs, I think that uh, uh, just short of taking him to the conference finals or the Stanley Cup finals, I don't think there's a very good likelihood that he'll be back. Um, 
if he does one of those things, then he, you know, hey, sure, there's maybe there's a chance he'll go down in, in history as one of the, you know, great coaches who just appears out of nowhere and takes yeah. his team all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals like Larry Robinson did, you know, with the uh, Devils a couple of years ago. But if the Wild Wings playoffs, I got to think Chuck's neck is on the chopping block as well. Yeah, Chuck's on the chopping block. Bubbles, anything to add to that? No, I think um, regardless of how this season winds up, I think they will have a full-blown coaching search um, come June or May or whenever the season ends. They will have a full-blown coaching search, and uh, Torch will probably be in the mix for that. I just I don't know how seriously he'll be considered, but I do believe a bigger search will be involved. That's interesting. Like uh, first, I, I think you got. I think it's kind of surprising how sure your guys are, or at least the low percentage you're working with, that you think, uh, you know, Torch will be back even if he takes it relative the team relatively deep into the playoffs. I think, I think unfortunately that goes a long way with with uh, with GMs and owners especially. Um, but you know, I guess we'll see. Um, but but that's that's another po- good point. Doubles like what what? Okay, so. <laughs> Uh, how would you feel if your torch you made you got the team to the playoffs? Depending on how deep you went in the playoffs, they're like, "Oh, we're still going to look elsewhere," and you're you're more than welcome to apply. Like, fuck that! If I'm torch and and if and if uh, that's not good enough to earn it outright, why why would he want to stick around? Uh, any thoughts on that? I mean, do you think he would actually want the job if if they're going to do a full coach search? Well, that reminds me of the old uh, Chris, Lo- Chris Rock comedy line that a man is as faithful as his options. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I, um, well, what's Torch going to do? Uh, threaten to find an AHA, AHA yeah. job somewhere? Fine, I'll go coach somewhere else and we'll show you. But well, more I mean, Bostonian well, accent. Look at it like this. While they're 15-9-1 under Torch, I think that you know, I think that he is going to take the pragmatic view and say, look, the team is going to do this. And, you know, and, and hopefully he came in with this attitude. The team is going to search for a coach at the end of the season. I don't have yeah. any guarantees. All I can do is buff up my resume as much as I can. And I think, you know, 15-9-1 is nothing to sneeze at. That's a very good record. Um, Considering and, the team before that, yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely think that um, – that he, he's 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 made a, a case to to move on here, but you know I think he's probably going to be uh, realistic, and you know at the end of the day I think he's going to be realistic and say, look, I've, this is this is what I've done. He's going to go in. He's going to make it make the best pitch he can, and hopefully you know say to himself, well, I hope I convince him, him being Chuck. Yeah. It's all very, uh, very intriguing. And um, over the course of the season, I mean, he, he that fifteen nine and one is a ninety eight point pace for a full over the course of a full season. But you also yeah. got to wonder if you know with any other team, he, you know, I win, we win a bunch, we lose a bunch, we win a bunch, we lose a bunch. You got to wonder if, if he even wants this thing. Right maybe now, well, he's, he's wondering, maybe now he's thinking Mike Yo is the lucky one. Right, <laughs> just like we always thought, like who's going to be more relieved once Mike Yo is. Get gets fired, but the answer would be Mike Yo. Um, I have no yeah, doubt I think, that Torch. I have no doubt that Torch wants the job. There's 
30 such jobs available on the planet. Yeah. There's no doubt that he wants yeah. the job. Pretty exclusive company. Um, sure, certainly, though, like whether whether or not he sticks with the team, you know, this that 15 and nine uh, stretch is you know him auditioning not just for the the Wild but for the entire league. Uh, so we we will certainly see how that plays out. Hopefully, positively for all parties involved. So, any um anything to add to that, or should we head into final thoughts? No walk on items. Hearing no walk on items, Mike. Uh, what do you got for final thoughts? Um, yeah, it's it's really frustrating. I, I sound like a broken record. It's incredibly frustrating watching this team. Um, I do kind of hope that Charlie Coyle is going to show us something. You know, let, let's let's base this on the assumption that the Wild do make the playoffs. I think that Charlie Coyle has um, has really made a statement for himself this year. I think he's really been the Wild's breakout player of the year. And I really am excited to see what he can potentially do in the playoffs. I, I think he's going to be a very motivated young man, and I can't wait to see what he does. Agreed. I think uh, he. I think it's safe to say he's pretty much one of the only youths that we have been pining to take those extra steps. Who has actually taken those extra steps? Uh, you know, you could argue others too, but. All right, doubles. What's your uh, what's your stick tap list for the night? You have like 42 seconds. I'll be lenient. <laughs> You shut your face, Mason. I'll tell you that right now, first off. <laughs> All right, buckle up for like two and a half minutes, folks. My final thought is the NHL Department of Player Safety once again has confounded us. Uh, Duncan Keith, who has two egregious uh, stick-to-the-face violations on his resume, has sat out a total of five regular season games and will have missed two playoff games um, as a result of being a repeat offender. And by that, I mean not by the letter of the law of the 18-month look back, but two egregious sticks to the face. Uh, The first one coming in the 2011 playoffs against Jeff Carter. Um, So I guess that's the message. Uh, If I was an NHL player, and got suspended for more than six games for an egregious stick to the face, um, my appeal would be solely based on the precedent set uh, by this joke of a suspension against Duncan Keith. It's just, it's ridiculous. And at some point, isn't the NHL going to view this as, uh, instead of protecting their own vis-a-vis Duncan Keith and the Chicago Blackhawks, maybe at some point they're going to, take the long view of protecting their own uh, as it relates to all players across the league. Yeah, sadly, I, I totally agree with you. Um, you but you got to feel for Keith. He had to have, you know, forfeited a cumulative, like, $75,000. So that's got to hurt, right? And he's, he's a great guy, too. Is <laughs> that the yeah. other defense everyone's been saying? <laughs> He's a great guy that might hit you right in the face if you piss him off enough. <laughs> well, uh, me and and my final thoughts, um, you know, it's very interesting to see this from afar. Um, I Yeah, it's just so many things uh, going on that I want to watch and, and don't get to, which sucks, but that's okay. I get to live it vicariously through the likes of Mike Berg and uh, and Doubles for All for Wild Extra. 
And that uh, will conclude our uh, episode of Five Minute Major. So I want to thank you guys all for tuning in. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.